Welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Hey, thanks for joining me, my friends. Uh, We've got another great episode for you. Let me ask you a question. As we begin 2022, do you still sense that families are struggling with their rhythm of life? I think you'd agree that they are. Um, I think a lot of families are still struggling, especially with the, you know, another wave of the pandemic happening, depending on where you're living. Uh, you could be experiencing a variety of things and it just begins to overwhelm families. And uh, there's no doubt that that people are struggling right now. And I know I see a lot of parents that are struggling even after all this time to balance life and business and church and home and sports and dance. And if they have any of those things going on uh, and then to top it off, how do we, how do we incorporate spiritual truth into the a child's life and into family life, discipleship, it can be overwhelming. And uh, we, as ministry leaders, we need to be helping offer support and encouragement to families as they do this and not adding to their overwhelm. And I think sometimes I feel like we reacted when the first, when the first of the pandemic started, we reacted and not responded well. And we've talked about that before on the podcast, but my good friend, Steve Bork, we met many, many years ago out in Yosemite um, on the Yosemite summit uh, with Kidology and Carl Bastian, our good friend. And that was where we, I got to know Steve. He was a rock climber extraordinaire, Um, but but he has a ministry that he leads in his church. Uh, He's a children's and family pastor uh, over in Canada. Um, So this is an international podcast today, which is kind of cool, but he's also not only a pastor, but he's also a certified parent coach. And we're going to talk about his ministry. So Steve Bork, welcome to the Kid Ministry Collective podcast, man. Hey, thanks Tom for the invite. Appreciate it. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your family, your ministry, um, where you live, all that kind of stuff. Sure. Well, I guess we could start with Yosemite. That was a great, <laughs> uh, great memory for sure. Lots of, lots of fun. I don't know about rock climber extraordinaire, but um, uh, yeah, I love the outdoors. We were set to, to go, to go last spring and this COVID thing just keeps persisting. Keeps making yeah. things weird. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I, uh, I'm married. For 17 years, uh, I got I started uh, where I'm working now part time a month before I got married. Uh, so that sticks in my head as you know two big starts at the same time, and I've had the privilege of being at the same church for 17 years as well. Uh, so that's been an honor. I have three kids; uh, they're moving into the teen world now. I got 15, 13, and 11. Ooh, um, new adventures. Keeping, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I grew up in Victoria, BC, but I've lived in, in Sarnia, Ontario, Canada since I was 12. And uh, yeah, anything else you want to know about me? <laughs> hey, I think that's great. I think that's great. So, man, I'm so glad to have you on the podcast because I'm really excited about your ministry and what you've been doing. And we had a, a great conversation before we started the podcast about what you're doing over there. And, and we always start the KMC podcast off with a why question. 
we like to ask why a lot of a lot of times. And so I want to know why is family rhythms um, because you you've got a whole website talking about family rhythm. Um, why is a family rhythm? Because that's kind of what we want to talk about today. Why is that so important to you personally? Well, when I first became a parent, I was you know already a children's pastor, so I'd already have have these you know deep desires to disciple kids, and then I want to figure out how okay how can I disciple my own kids and how can I lead others in discipling their kids, and I'm thinking. How can, how can I how can I do this well? And stumbled all along the way, making all kinds of mistakes, trying to figure it out, and and just trying to keep thinking about teaching the good news of Jesus Christ in the everyday, in the moment by moment, and uh, uh, just continuing to work on it. Um, you know, having some opportunity, being on being a you know a pastor to be able to take some side time to work on it was able to get a master's degree through Bethel Seminary um, in children's family ministry and was able to take advantage of a project to really dive into that, work on that, um, develop it. Uh, it, beca- it is just so important to me to just talk about how we can disciple kids while also cutting through the noise of parenting advice. We live in the internet age. There's all <laughs> kinds of great advice out there, all kinds of terrible advice out there. Right. But is, but is there, is there like a way forward? Is there like something I can just hang my hat on and just kind of remember that and, and hold on to that no matter, no matter if coronavirus hits or, or <laughs> uh, sickness comes along or Christmas holidays get ruined or kids start whining or, um, Plans get changed, you know, just all the life stuff of family programs running around from thing to thing. Right. What is what is the rhythm? What is the conversation that's happening? What are the patterns that we're developing as a family that also remind kids of what uh, the good news of Jesus is? That's awesome. That's awesome. So how did how did you decide that you wanted to become a parent coach and and then uh, what what's what's parent coaching to you? What does that involve? Yeah, it's a fairly new thing to me, um, but at the same time, I've had the opportunity to come alongside parents a little bit in my job, um, on, you know, and and I love it, you know, just just to be able to come alongside and just have the conversation of what does it look like to to um, talk to your kids about faith? What does it look like to discipline and not just manage behavior, but also uh, tell the story of, of what Jesus has done, um, and model that. So why become a parent coach? I, I wanted more of that. I, I just love the experience of just having that conversation, seeing parents equipped with skills to grow, grow in their, in their own personal walk and their walk with their kids. And, uh, and yeah. Awesome. Uh, so what's, what's involved in parent coaching? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what you do. So, like I say, it's fairly new in terms of uh, more of the professional side, I suppose you could <laughs> say. But um, I've had the opportunity to uh, follow connected families for a number of years, and that's who I wanted to be trained by. So they uh-huh. they came out with this certification program, and um, yeah, I, I I jumped in on that. And 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 followed that 
So I asked myself the same question. How could, how could I do this maybe on the side or how could I do this um, more, more intentionally with a better guide or a better focus and looking all over the place and just finally, you know, not sure if I could even do it. Right. But just finally asking the question, is there any way that I could learn how to do this parent coach thing because you, sometimes you hear life coach, you hear things like that online and right. you don't know like, okay, how do, how do I honestly do that? But um, yeah. so I asked that question of connected families and they had just begun a program. So I was able to navigate with them on that. So, so tell us about this partnership with, with connected families. Who are they? What do they do? Uh, sure. Cause this sounds interesting and there might be some leaders out there because I, I see, you know, well, we'll talk about this more, but, being a parent coach, especially today, I mean, it's a great outreach because every parent, whether they're a believer or not, wants to be a great mm-hmm. parent, wants to do a good right. job with their kids. And so to me, this is a huge win for children's pastors to say, hey, we can offer encouragement and coaching. Um, not that we have it all down and we're parenting experts, <laughs> uh, but but that that we want to connect with families and and help them be the best that they can be because like I said I think that's a great bridge builder um, for the church to have mm-hmm. so tell me yeah. tell us a little bit about this connected families thing and then we'll talk about that kind of thing of how you bri- build bridges. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I've been following connected families. I, I was introduced to them while I was getting my master's degree. So since about you know almost ten years now. And uh, they're kind of my they're kind of my go to as a as a parent first, <laughs> and then you know just continuing to learn their thing and and learn learn their so their big thing is messages right we communicate messages in the day to day, right and sometimes our our goals aren't lined up with the messages we're actually communicating we're more communicating anger and frustration and their our kids are an inconvenience as opposed to you know I'm with you I'm I'm, I'm your love no matter what and and they have four key messages that they talk about definitely definitely recommend um parents and and church leaders check them out they have a a wonderful way of blending uh, how kids brains work like the science of that with with scripture and and a solid understanding of how i guess god parents us Uh and how jesus comes alongside us um, so there's all, I mean, they have a whole organization. It's, it's great. Uh, definitely encourage checking that out at connectedfamilies.org. That's awesome. I like the idea. Like I said, because I think helping parents, um, like I say, become better parents and manage their families well, um, is a struggle for, mm-hmm. for everybody. I mean, no, I mean, I'm a dad of four, um, all now young adults, but right. I remember my wife and I, you know, yeah, struggling at times, um, to balance that, you know, how do we parent well? Um, how do we bring out the best in our kids? Um, how do we disciple them in a godly way? Um, and it's, it's hard and it becomes overwhelming and I I can see why families get discouraged, but again, this is why I think the church needs to step into this gap and offer things, more things for parents to connect with each other and to say, Hey, I understand <laughs> my kid mm-hmm. did that too. Um, yeah. and, and that kind of thing, because I think that's, uh, that's a space that a lot of parents lose hope 
at times, especially if they see their kid go off into rebellion, um, and yeah. become really disobedient. Uh, you know, I think, I think that's huge. So how have, how have you worked with some of those families and what have you seen yourself? Uh, yeah, there's, there's a, a variety of reasons why parents would want to, to talk about these things. Um, and, and the struggle of, of moving kids in, in the right direction. I was asking my, my wife, some of these, some of these questions this morning that you, that you gave ahead of time. And, and she, one of the things that I love that she said, you know, in terms of family rhythms and things like that, she said, fractures happen and therefore reconciliation can happen every day. So it's good. Just coming to the understanding of like, sometimes it's, I don't know, sometimes is, is this true in your circles, but sometimes Christians or Christian church leaders or like pretend that the bad stuff isn't really happening and just, you know, put on, put on a good face and just teach <laughs> or whatever. Yes. We, we've got to come to the place where we just are aware of there's problems and there's difficulties. And I was hit hard with that last year with one of my kids and, um, and it, it can just be really hard, but there is always hope. There is always a path to reconciliation because that's how Jesus, that's the whole message of all of scripture. Right. God created this perfect world. We, there's sin that's messed up, but Jesus is always making a way back to him. And, and is that something as parents we can start with as a, as a yes. hope of like, there is a way back. Let's, let's, let's work on, on how we get there. Yeah. Can you, can you tell me a little bit, how have you, how have you and your wife established some of the rhythms for you guys? Um, what, what kind of things have you learned along the way to say, you know, here's, here's a few things that we've leveraged that we've seen a little fruit from. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, so I find that's a personality thing that comes up. Like for me, I, I like, I like to kind of establish some kind of a structure or routine. And, and when it gets off, I get frustrated. That's why I like this word <laughs> rhythm because it's better. It, routine just sounds rigid. My <laughs> wife's more of a spontaneous kind of character, personality, fun loving. And, uh, and, and so when I bring a plan, I get excited about it and she's like, ah, a little <laughs> too much. And uh, so Anyways, the, what I like about the word rhythm, you know, it's this musical, it's this art term where, where, yeah, there is some structure there, but it's, it's also an art. It's also a wonderful thing. And so sometimes we try things, you know, when my kids were younger, tried things, they got older, it stopped working. So we tried different things and being okay with that. That's you know, good. Being, being okay with, it's not a prescription for, for doing this thing, this thing called life. But um, I think there's, there's little opportunities to coach wisdom, to have these conversations, to model. Modeling is yes. more important than just taking your kids to church. Modeling is more important than just sitting down and say, Hey, we're going to read some scripture and you're going to listen. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, they need to see you as parents praying and studying, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's what you're talking about by modeling, using self-control, <laughs> controlling your temper, yeah. um, choosing yeah. the right words. Yeah, that, that's that's really good. But I like how you said, you know, 
don't beat yourself up either. Um, Cause I, I, again, I think a lot, especially ministry leaders, we're trying to model this and we should be modeling this for other parents. Um, we should be helping them along the way, but you know, it's, it's hard sometimes as with ministry, as with ministry, you know, competing with our home life, sometimes it, it does seem to be a struggle. Um, and mm-hmm. so that's why I'm glad to hear you say, you know, you've wrestled with some of this because I do think I, I remember hearing a story of a famous pastor who was speaking at some conference and one of his sons was traveling with him and somebody came up and was like, wow, you know, it must be so amazing to be his son. And the son was like, not really. <laughs> um, it's honestly, it's pretty bad and went off, you know, and just kind of uh, oh. let loose of how traumatic it was and, and, and that there was a different stage, stage life and home life kind of thing. And, uh, I, I think your words of encouragement right there, I took it as, is that, you know, as leaders, we have to be authentic and we have to realize that we're not going to do it all perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not going to mm-hmm. always be like Jesus the way we want to be like Jesus, you know, but if yeah. that's our goal, um, cause I like how you said that, you know, I'm, I'm here to point my kids to him, um, you know, as I can <laughs> along the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I have heard it said too, uh, if, you know, especially for ministry leaders, right? Like if you're not shepherding your own family and you're trying to shepherd the church family, um, uh-huh. you know, that causes a bit of like, wow. Okay don't neglect the family, um, for, for the ministry, um, yes. that yes. matters. Yeah. That matters. Yeah, it does. And I, I, I like how Andy Stanley brought it out, brought it to light a few years ago about, you know, don't, don't cheat your home, you know, don't cheat yeah. your family. There are certain things that if you're going to cheat, um, it should be, it should be the ministry role. Uh, you should be saying no to certain things and yes to your family more because that is your first responsibility. That is your first ministry. Um, as an older oh, leader. The pull. Yeah. 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 And the and, pull and, of so many different things and directions and, and ideas and it's fun. Right. And there's so many good things to do in ministry and work. Yes. And goals and dreams. And, uh, but our kids need us. Yes. Desperately, and, and that's that's the lasting. That's really the lasting fruit is how 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 are we engaging in actual discipleship, not just programming. Ooh, there we go. Now that's good. So let me ask this question then: um, How can leaders uh, who are really busy, who are running a lot of paces, fast paces, uh, establish a biblical rhythm? for themselves and their family what what can they do what have you found that works for you the yeah again that's a that's a hard question it's like this art of just trying to figure figure it out um for yourself like again i asked my wife this question and she said look to the bible before you look to to self-help right and ooh, and, she that was a gold yeah. one right there yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm mean, just let's just looking for so again, when I when I started as a parent, I was looking for these opportunities to to really kind of structure teaching my kids, you know, and thinking, about, okay, should I do do some puppets on a, on a, on occasion, or should I do some object lessons? Uh huh. I don't know. It just it didn't always work, right? And yep. And I started to move towards 
this idea of conversations and stories. Ooh. Like, so a lot of ministry leaders know Deuteronomy 6, right? But yep. it's this idea of, as you go, you know, uh, talk about, talk about these things, tell these stories as you're, as you're going along, as you're doing your day. I know, I know Orange does a great job of talking about, you know, meal times and drive times and things like, but I think that's really good, right? The, right. the idea of leveraging these moments throughout the day, leveraging moments throughout life, you know, um, when a parent comes to talk to me about child dedication, I, I seize that opportunity to, to talk about what, what does, what does discipleship look like for the long haul? You're setting your kid up for a lifetime of following Jesus. And here's, here's some, here's some ways we can talk about that. Yeah. Um, I, I do offer something called family rhythm. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, we can talk about this, this, I guess, model this narrative model of the gospel that also fits with how we think about. Yeah. Um, walk through that with us for a little bit. Sure. Yeah, let's unpack that. We got time. We're good. We're good. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, so how I developed this was um, there is a, a grand narrative throughout scripture, this redemptive narrative. And that's big. That's a huge concept. It's very challenging to, to think through a lot of feel theology there a lot of you know but children's pastors we love this stuff we we want to we want to tell tell stories right so we love to tell the stories of the bible and as you do that you see this progression this constant progression from uh creation fall um you know separation from god trials you know struggles but then you see god's plan and you see jesus christ and you see the hope of restoration new heavens new earth and okay, so big concept, right? Yeah. But what does that look like day to day in the daily rhythm? Well, it's I view I view the gospel as a really very relational thing. So I've come up with five key things. So it starts with right relationship. Are you establishing right relationship things at home? Is there one story you're kind of hanging your hat on that shows your kids that that you love them, that that, that there's there's good there's good here. But then an awareness of repercussion or sorry, of relationship broken, like sin happens and yep. being honest about that, aware of that, conscious of that, um, not, not ignoring that. And then relation or uh, repercussions. So then there's things that happen as a result. So a child whines, um, uh, a child doesn't do his chores, breaks something, hurts a, a friendship, there's repercussions to that and talking about yeah. that and, and coaching kids with, with that leading to, okay, so we're not going to stay here. We're not going to stay in this broken relationship. We're not going to stay in this mire yeah, <laughs> of these repercussions right. and, and the stain and the, and the guilt and the shame. We're going to move somewhere. We're moving our families towards repentance. So how do we have those conversations with our kids of what does genuine change look like? Not just, I just That's, sorry, sorry, yeah, right? <laughs> Getting on with it, but like sorry, but then they go off and hit their their brother again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then so taking this big concept of repentance, but yeah, making it really practical. Okay, but but okay, change can happen here, and yeah, this is yeah. guiding us through change. We can coach that, and what are we holding on to? We're holding on to this idea of restoration, of reconciliation, mm. of coming back. That's what Beautiful. in my like especially in all the disruption we faced over the last couple of years, this is what 
I want to hold on to. I want to hold on to hope that, yes. that there's yes. something good coming out of this. And I'm not just going to stay irritated with my kids. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to keep looking for opportunities to bring restoration, hope into my relationships. Wow, that is really good. So, right relationship, relationship broken, repercussions, repentance, restoration. That's that's solid truth, man. Um, that's a <laughs> that's a so you teach this to parents, and do you do this? to churches as well or what uh yeah i try to you know pre-covid i was i was getting into a good rhythm of, te- of teaching a workshop twice a year at my own church so i've developed a number of different workshops um, on discipline or technology or sibling conflict also you know incorporated some connected family stuff uh and you know big feelings like managing kids big feelings things like that uh so yeah uh and i was able i just i just came off <laughs> of teaching another church last night over zoom which was a lot of fun <laughs> um and so yeah I, I i have that was a workshop called rethink discipline uh i got the workbook right here still cool <laughs> um so so, sorry what was it was that, was that well, yeah that's question? that's what i was asking because it really is you you offer coaching and consulting and that kind of thing and so yeah i want people to hear um because maybe there's some listeners out there that they would be interested in having you do a, a zoom workshop with them or uh or or just learning how to get something like this established in their church like you're using it they may want to know how are you using these these five R's and how do you teach parents and that kind of thing. So I think it'd be good for you yeah. to share a little bit about that. Yeah, and and that is kind of a the age old question of a children's ministry leader is we really do want parents leading their kids in discipleship and it's but it's always hard because we are just you know heavily focused on on Sunday and yes. Uh, yes. midweek or whatever it is that we're doing. Um, you know, we talk about partnering with parents and, and getting them on board. It can be it can be challenging. So, but if, if you can just do a little bit, you know, just maybe a social media post or maybe an, an email or try to come up with a class uh, where you can just kind of talk to talk to parents honestly. And don't be discouraged if you only get three to five people. Don't be just take advantage of that love on them. You got three to five people that are invested in discipling their kids. Amen. and celebrate that um, good. um but yeah little things like that uh, like i mentioned child dedication you can you know, really leverage those moments yes. um, leveraging yeah. ages um, salvation conversations and just bringing the parents into those conversations as well and talking to the parents as well as the kids yeah um awesome i don't have a strong superstructure there but it's the little things that we can do um yes. i think goes a long way to showing parents that they're appreciated they're valued and um yeah. their skills to learn more that's the key i think steve is picking you know if every kid's pastor out there listening would pick a couple things to focus on this year you don't have to do a bunch pick one theme for each month and and share mm-hmm. a little teaching with families with parents about you know these kind of things 
I, you could easily teach how to do these five R's, you know, I just, I just think that's what's encouraging about this conversation. And what I'm hoping people will walk away with as a takeaway from this is that they can do something and they need to figure out something because parents are struggling and they're hurting and they're frustrated. And we as children's ministry leaders have answers and we have hope to offer them. And I like what you're doing, man. Um, I think that, that, uh, it is really solid, um, and I hope that you'll keep doing it, and that God will keep blessing uh, your your ministry and your coaching. and And if somebody wants to learn more about family rhythm, uh, or uh, and about what you do, or maybe like say, have you come do a a virtual <laughs> right now anyway <laughs> virtual seminars? Um, probably the way yeah. to go. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's certainly convenient, actually. It saves a lot on travel costs. I was going to say, yeah, but it's really budget friendly, you know, that's for sure. Um, so tell us how would they learn more about uh, Steve Bork and, and the family rhythm and all of that? Yeah, so uh, I dabble in some social media at like at Family Rhythm, uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. I don't post a lot, but you know, there's, there's some, there's some cool thoughts on there that you can find. Uh, stevenburke.com is, is my website there. You can find, you know, it's some of this is still in development, but there's a, there's a coaching tab. If you're looking for personal parent coaching and, and, and if you're a ministry leader, I, yeah, I'd be happy to, to, to talk to you personally about, about that. Um, That's good. And, uh, if, if yeah, if you'd if you'd like want to talk about workshops, um, I'd, I'd be happy to to do that. There, there's a tab there on that that kind of describes some of the workshops and what I do. Awesome. Well, dude, thanks for making time uh, for for sharing your heart for for family rhythms. And uh, again, I I hope that that every listener out there will take an opportunity to check out your website and think about what can you do this year to connect with parents and to help them establish a better rhythm or to find a rhythm. Some of them still don't know what that rhythm is. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if yeah. we can help, that brings hope, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so thanks man yeah. for, for being on the podcast with me today. I appreciate it. Awesome, Tom. Thank you. Appreciate being here. It was fun. All right. Well, hey, my friends, uh, that wraps up another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Again, we'll put all of Steve's links in the show notes. Uh, so if you head to podbean.com, you can find Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. It'll be there. It's also in the Kid Ministry Collective Facebook group uh, where we'll be posting this as well. So we'll put all his links there so you can check it out. So yeah, if you're interested in bringing Steve in for a virtual workshop, uh, if you're interested in parent coaching and want to know about the certification he did, uh, reach out, contact him. Uh, he won't bite, at least not too hard, we hope. <laughs> He's had his shots. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a terrible ending. But anyway, got to make people laugh. All right, so lighten up, people. Have a good time. Um, thanks for listening to this episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that you'll stay tuned for another episode and keep sharing in the word. And uh, God bless you. We love you. My name is Tom Bump. Thanks for joining me and stay tuned for another episode real soon.
Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would, support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.